0: This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot! I don't like, uh, I have you small so I can look at my notes. And I can't see me anymore. Ah, but I know that you can see me extremely large. Don't look at me. Uh, I'm I'm mostly looking at myself in the tiny square. So that's my favorite part about having a podcast. Everyone has to listen to us. They they can't see us. I'm just gonna keep saying we're hot. (laughs) It's because we are. We're extremely hot. But I mean, I I put pictures of us all over the internet. So it's also most important that you don't know. You can't see me. (laughs) I refuse to be perceived. What are we gonna do when we do a live show? People are gonna be sitting right in front of us listening <laughs> we're gonna, to us talk. We're gonna sit backstage in like the green room and record, and we're gonna put cardboard cutouts of us on stage. That would be so fucking funny, actually. We're also funny. We're hot and funny. That's the whole point of this podcast. We could do it like like the gorillas. They they Ooh, perform that's also behind the screen. Good. We could have Leah. Uh, like do cool designs of us i want or like um, i want Mary Helen to do our set design and our lighting yes oh my god and Zach will have to do a special theme song incredible amazing we don't we're we're only backstage though there's a meet and greet after <laughs> for like for like one pe- one people <laughs> a cocktail hour <laughs> invite only cocktail hour it's 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 just our friends yeah i mean obviously it's a it's a zoom cocktail hour (laughs) i think probably by the time we're all ready to do live shows corona will be over i suppose i guess if it's a live show then zoom cocktails is kind (laughs) of a little bit over the top that would actually be pretty funny we make everyone go home (laughs) (laughs) this is a cocktail hour meet and greet later we don't actually want to meet or greet you in person it's true though (laughs) it's just a power hour (laughs) i would pay jordan to host a power hour for us that would be so funny we should do we should should just host a power we should do like a fundraiser we should i was just gonna say we should do a like a one-year anniversary it's been six months and i'm already planning our one-year anniversary party good Everybody gets their own Girl Talk visualizer. Yeah. We got eight. We got eight screens in here playing the Girl Talk visualizer. I think next time we should shoot for ten. I don't know where we're going to get two more screens, but we can I, try. I'll bring my computer next time. Okay, that's nine. We only need one more. Oh. We What we really need is to get you a projector, and you have so much blank wall. Yeah. Correct response. I do have the monitor that I stole from my office that I replaced with the monitor I bought so we could plug the laptop into yeah we could a like VGA. I have a friend's ex boyfriend's like video game TV uh <laughs> that we can HDMI somebody's computer to. Yeah. Actually, yeah, ten ten would not be that hard. Ten is extremely not that hard. Oh. See you soon. We had a belated birthday party celebration. We did. Yesterday. Was that? Yes, Two days ago. I guess it was also two days ago, but like, it feels like 10 years. You were literally here 24 hours ago. We were literally on the subway 24 hours ago. We were literally on the subway. Today's January 25th. 7.20. Blaze it. Nice. We've been recording for four minutes and 20 seconds. Nice. <laughs> how are your legs they're good i can't even feel it it's like you didn't even stab me a million times with a bunch of needles there's only one one needle needle. one needle a bunch of times Mm -hmm. we also did stick and pokes this weekend we just had a a co-host bonding retreat you cut my hair i cut your hair we did stick and pokes we only chips exclusively chips (laughs) i was eating dinner and was like i could use a little sweet treat and then i was like i have two bags of chocolates a bag of chips and leftover beer in my fridge i don't need to go to the bodega and get more treats i missed the bowl of chocolate all day today and i was trying to find something that i wanted to eat and i looked up in my cabinet and i was like limo and my body was like no you need to eat one thing that's not a lime flavored chip
1: or uh, a checks.
0: Hax- <laughs> Hi, my name is Jay. I'm 30 years old. I use they them pronouns and I am Limo. <laughs> Como está? Limo. Hi, my name is Haley. I use they them pronouns. Um I'm a Sagittarius. Everything in my life is radically changing again, and boy are my arms tired. <laughs>
1: Like, truly, at least you think I'm funny.
0: (laughs) I wish you could have all seen me deliver it with my head in my hands, because that was really the best part. That's my favorite. Just put it at the end of literally anything you have to say, and it's funny. It's funny. I'm funny. Care to share? No. Okay. I changed my mind. That's fine. So we're here. We're here. We're queer. I'm drinking Miller High Life. We're here. We're queer. Jay's drinking a beer. Um, <laughs> we're both recovering from 36 hours together, clearly. It's it's a, it's a really an experience. I also haven't <laughs> seen anyone in a while, so it was nice to like just see a- anyone. I also like I had this problem with a long distance boyfriend where I, I truly have difficulty perceiving people in two dimensions and to see people again in three dimensions. Like, like I like have a physical sensation. It's very strange. I saw a coworker for like literally two minutes to like hand off some technology. Um, But she got out of her car and I met her on a corner and I was like, I literally wanted to like touch her face and be like, I can see you. You did say you're, that it was nice to see me in three dimensions? You're three-dimensional. And, like, I don't know what it is because it's. I think it's just I was so traumatized in my youth. I never really developed object permanence, so I just assume you're a made-up, non-existent blob. And then I see you in person, and I'm like, oh, my God. I could touch your face. Incredible. You have a present. Here I am, regrettably in the flesh. <laughs> exactly that's how I feel (laughs) I know we spend a lot of time being like well I get it and you get it but like it's nice to spend time with people who I don't have to perform anything around or like pretend to be anything around it's just good it was refreshing Um, I saw something uh, a, a Twinkie Twitter fag I follow Um, at the gay chingy maybe I have to fact check it was tweeting something about like just like performing gender and I hadn't heard those words in that order specifically in that context for whatever they were talking about and I was like oh it's nice to not do that sometimes because like sometimes it is nice to do I think that was it where they were like I miss like performing gender and like posted pics of like dressing two different specific ways and like sometimes that is fun um, I've talked about like being in drag as myself before in a mm. bunch of different contexts. Like professionally, mm. I always mm. say I have like teacher drag um, uh. or like I do, you know, I do great potty, party girl drag, like hot girl mm. summer. Like it's and it's fun. Um, And like, I don't want to be treated that way all the time, but I do want to be treated that way sometimes. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, for fun. <laughs> but it's hard yeah but I definitely that's always the way I explain it to people that like if I put makeup on like I can do a great job but I feel like I'm in drag as myself like I'm dressed up as drag femme me or like even in high school I had and I know everybody in high school is like trying to figure out who they are and where they fit in and like there's all those different like no not everyone (laughs) no but even like all those like teen movie, like, stereotypes of, like, a jock, and an artist, and the nerd, and a band kid, and I remember wanting to do, like, I took art classes, because I like, like, touching things and doing things with my hands is, like, good processing for me, even though I don't, like, particularly enjoy making art, but I like, like, the process of making things, and, uh, I remember, like, I never did it, but I wanted to make this project that was just, like, a face that was, like, offset and, like, scrapbooked in a bunch of different ways with, like, a bunch of different, like, things representative of different identities because, like, you're saying, like, it's so easy to make yourself that, like, whoever someone else wants you to be or whatever, mm. you can just slip right into it. And I remember, like, having friends that did art and having friends that did music and having friends that were in my classes and things that were this and that and, like, trying to be all of those things at once. Um I'm so excited to talk about, like, makeup and fashion and clothes and whatever one day, because, like, I don't know that now is the the dig on that, even though it is kind of related to presentation. I was talking about, oh, I wrote it down on a post-it somewhere, and I can't remember, that it's, like, how you present is for you but it's also for other people and I don't mean passing signaling signaling yeah signaling is what I mean and I like not in like a romantic or sexual way at all but just like I know and you know yeah and I want other people to know sometimes yeah I don't know I was just I was really trying to form more coherent thoughts about it today and like you know I'm extremely worn and so it's not my best processing day, but, uh, that was one of, that was something that was kicking around a lot, that it's, it's a, an interaction, how you present. It's not a, as much as like, my pronouns are they them? Like, how I present isn't necessarily something that comes up with other people, unless I, I make it come up. But yeah. they have to see me anyway, and they treat yeah. me away. Especially like, I work in customer service. Mm. People, and so do you. Um, differently but you deal with people who see you and treat you mm-hmm. how they see you. It's transactional in a way it's different. Yeah, and it's like there are pre-established codes in society. Yes. that you can choose to work inside of and even if you work outside of it can be very challenging for people to get it. Like I started wearing I think I probably have mentioned this on previous episodes, but I have uh I started wearing they them a they them pin to conferences because it's like you have 30 seconds talking to someone you're never going to see them again I don't feel like I need to spend that time introducing myself with my pronouns if it's a situation where I am like shaking someone's hand or meeting someone for the first time then I'll try I'm trying to get better at feeling comfortable working it in um but to me it's very easy when you're like having that super quick interaction with someone and you're just like I'll wear it on my collar or wear it on my name badge um but if people don't know it's a code they don't know how to decode it they don't know it has to be decoded and I feel that way like with clothing in general that's that's um, part like sometimes I'm signaling things and people I'm with don't know what I'm signaling because they're all uh sweet straight boys and like I feel queer today, so I did this, and no, you guys don't get it. <laughs> you guys don't get it. Yeah. You know, or like, I, I was, I, I'm trying to like look at my post it from before that, like, I know I've said that, like, I always felt like I had such a hard time like fitting in or belonging anywhere because I can play the part extremely well. Yeah. But not quite right. I'm always just left of center, you know? Yeah. There's always something a little bit off because I just can't fucking fake it um and like that's part of what I like about queer so much too is like it's mm-hmm. just I it's just not you know just can't do it yeah and I I think it, it's so dependent on location yes extreme I have a co-worker who uh grew up in the Midwest and has been in Texas for a million years and I was talking about how like i hate being made to feel afraid and i don't actually feel afraid but like sometimes he and i end up in weird parts of texas that aren't austin or even san antonio because people are getting priced out of austin and moving to san antonio and i fucking love san antonio and i miss it very 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 much uh So, you know, we go to metropolitan places where it's very touristy and it's easier to kind of queer coat myself, but sometimes we are like in weird city suburbs or like in a weird part of Houston or whatever. So we were in the car and I was just like, yeah, whenever I'm traveling, like I try and dress in a way that's comfortable, which is usually button up shirt, dress pants, but I also will like wear eyeliner and mascara where if I were wearing my suit in New York, I wouldn't wear any makeup and I would be more... Like, I would present more aggressively masculine or intentionally masculine. So I'm, like, I'm just trying to walk that balance. And he was so funny because he was, like, honestly, people have no fucking idea. Like, like people wouldn't even think that. He's, like, his implication was, like, you're not going to get beat up because you're trans because people aren't thinking about trans people. Like, people are going to see that you have tits and just assume that you're just a woman wearing certain clothes and I was just like I'm gonna s- s- look out the window that's now. how that's how I <laughs> felt when I was in like rural Vermont because I was like trying to do all these things and at some point I realized like everyone probably thought I was just like grew up on a farm or whatever and I was like <laughs> you know that I was like outdoorsy and I was like yeah. uh, oh oh God. Mm. A, a tomboy yeah I'm trying so hard. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that's the best part about living in New York is that, like, people see those signals and there are places that are designated for you to be that. It feels good to see (laughs) other people signaling is I know I was talking to you literally on the street about how much I just love, like, being in New York. And I was trying to, you know that this is occurring to me right now, but one of the things is like seeing other people putting out those signals. Like we saw one guy with like a big dangly earring and like, yes. Saw a guy <laughs> with like a full rainbow dye job. Like, yes. Me too. Me too. Me too. The short skirt, chunky heels. Queen. Yes. Braver than the Marines. Better than us. Winter is for sluts. <laughs> winter is for sluts. Uh, It's real. The other thing I learned at Syracuse University. I learned how to pee outside and that winter is for sluts. And this is the thing, oh God, go people will go orange. That's all. There's, <laughs> that's, there's a different conversation for a different day about perceptions of toughness and how that garners certain kinds of attention, whatever. You mean my entire personality? No, I don't actually. I mean like, <laughs> like imagined toughness in order to get a certain reaction from people. In this essay I will also explain how buttercup is the only straight Powerpuff. So yeah. I'm looking forward to your TED talk. Mm-hmm. It'll be a mini soda and I'll just rip out forty five minutes because I have a lot of feelings. No, I wanna be a part of it, but I would I'll listen to you anyway. Being places where people can see what you're trying to do. I think like and and I didn't here's here's the perfect story about how you you have to learn these lessons a friend of mine came to brooklyn for pride and uh this friend did a lot of queer stuff in other cities where it's a very different uh style and vibe than new york and Brooklyn is a very particular kind of gay scene Uh, she looks delightful in like some pastel shorts and like a nice button up top like looks very cute very great Um, I'm wearing like a dark red tank top and dark blue jeans and I'm the second most colorful person in the line and we were with some friends of mine who are all being awful and everyone is in black and everyone is smoking cigarettes and everyone is being a giant asshole and it's just like it's just that immediate, like, feeling of, like, oh, wow, I've been out for 10 years and I feel horrible. I feel excluded. I feel disrespected. I feel like a child because I was wearing a color in this space. And, like, you know, everyone in New York is more attractive than anyone else just by default. Fact. Uh, so, like... I'm just sitting there like I'm ugly, I'm stupid, I'm not gay enough. Oh my god. Like we're both sitting there just having existential crises because of the clothes that we chose to wear to a fucking pride event in Brooklyn. And it's like so it can be very bad to be in, well, that's in community it's, spaces. Packing to but, go anywhere is a nightmare. Um, because I need to accommodate for any and all situations and also how I might be feeling and also like the physical realities of what my body needs sometimes and like it's I need so many choices and it's such a day by day like what can I handle looking at myself in what can I physically put on my body that's not going to hurt me like what am I doing I have jobs that need like specific needs sometimes I work outside a lot
1: yeah. Um,
0: you know, I don't have to dress professionally anymore, thank God, because I just couldn't fucking do it. Um, no, it was hard to dress up every day like somebody that didn't feel like me. It sucked. Yeah. It was really I, shitty. Yes. I was, I was chuckling because I was remembering. No, I know. I didn't think you were laughing at Related. me. But like, okay. that sucks. I'm just thinking it about it. It does suck. And I'm it, what it makes me think of, there's like a couple notes, a bunch of things that like I wanted to mention yeah, last I'm, time I'm, and then forgot about. Hitting, so I'm doing the same. I'm glossing the surfaces. Be, but Yeah. Um, when I first started at my job, I don't know. I think I was just like in a straight presenting relationship and it was feeling generally comfortable in my femininity and like my hair was super long like down to my ribs long and I was growing it out for a wedding and like didn't cut it between when I shaved it in 2011 until after my friend's wedding in 2016. So like I got it trimmed but was like actively growing it for five years and it got so long Um and so I had like really long hair. I really like makeup and I like wearing it and I like putting it on I like watching people do makeup a lot Uh, I was like wearing a lot of makeup and like had long hair and had bought a bunch of like corporate clothes uh, at places like H&M and Zara and Forever 21 so it's all like pretty feminine like the button up shirts would only button to like the top of your cleavage like it'd be like that weird three quarter button so I had like a bunch of those and like really tight office pants and I also like yes 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 didn't know how to dress for my like body size and like I kept trying to like buy skirts because I really like the way skirts look Uh, especially skirts that like like I think pencil skirts are sexy but I also really like like flippy flowy skirts that like like a knee length like twisty skirt is very good and so I was like I want to wear them but I now I like I realize I don't want to wear them I want to I want to see someone in them but like as far as I could get was me wearing them you know I part of my teacher drag breakdown was my second year I had the same thing those like kind of professional shirts but not really Um, yeah but I also had a lot of like real button downs and sweaters that I would like layer and uh, you know but like all those tight office pants Um, I was big on like the loose top and legging also um, because I taught elementary school so I was on the fucking floor a lot Yeah, Um, but I like, I had bought all these like really cute, like tight, like floral pants and that I would wear with like a button up or whatever and a lot of makeup and like my hair down or even less makeup and my hair down or whatever. And I had, I think it was like the middle of that year when I bought all those cool pants, I put all of my skirts and dresses in a huge Rubbermaid tote and I didn't open it until this November. Yeah. It's been four years And, like, I might have pulled one thing out to wear once to, like, something I had to do. Um, But, like, I wore a skirt to my birthday this year. And I wore one other thing for Halloween. I wore a dress for Halloween. Um, And it was the first time in, like, literally four years. I'm like, it's fun. It didn't send me to outer space the way I thought it would. But it's not something I want to do all the time either. But, like, I honestly was very sure it was something I was never, ever going to do again for a long time. Yeah. And it was weird yeah. to be like, actually, I have this one specific thing, and that really is what I want. I, like, saw it in the bottom of the tote, and I was like, ah, mm, mm, okay, we're going to put it on, and we'll have to drive away and hope it doesn't give me a breakdown in two hours. Yes. Yeah, that was. And also, bless, I, bless every single one of my friends because they all said one thing about how nice I looked to try and be nice, and no one brought it up, and it was amazing. I love you all. That's perfect. Um, yeah, I. Okay, one thing before I forget, because I don't want to forget it again. But then
1: I'm going to circle back to It's extremely hard.
0: Uh, so the the note that I was going to mention, and then we started talking about whatever else. Uh, last time was there's one picture of me from this time period where I was, like, ultra femme where I actually look like myself. And I look at this picture, and I'm just, like... I posted it on Facebook and was, like, does anyone else, like... This picture, huh, right? Am I crazy? And people were, like, no, this is, like, like a picture of you. And only, like, my weird... One of my weird stoner NYU professors was, like oh this is like your yeah and I was like right (laughs) I was like yes and it's me with my favorite purse and I'm in front of the museum and I'm like wearing my trench coat and like a long scarf and I'm just like happy in my relationship and like doing something I love which is like go to a museum with someone I love and it's like like he never took pictures of me except this one like literally in the three years this is the one and it's such a good photo of me and i'm like what three years wasted of good photos down the drain i guess that's amazing because um, i feel like we often we want to put up pictures of ourselves when we talk about things and between you and me it's so hard to be uh-huh. like oh i looked at that picture and i never want to see it again it made me physically ill i can't i'm wearing this sweater in that picture Oh my God, you are. Um, We were talking about something recently when we had gotten together and um, I couldn't post the picture because I can't look at it because that was just, it's not, it doesn't look like me in such, and I can see how hard I was trying in so many different ways that I literally can't look at it. And it had come up a different time when I was like, what about this? And you were like, no, we can't, no, Uh, I can see myself in there somewhere, but not there. Uh, and you can see how hard you're trying, and, like, I'm so glad that, because I know what you're saying, I can't come up with any examples myself, but, like, when you see one that's good, and you're just like, wow, that's me, that's what I look, actually, there's a picture of me from, like, the... What was it? It was in the spring when they, like, announced who all the section leaders were going to be or whatever, and we got pizza outside. Yeah. And the sax ensemble concert was also that day. Yeah. And I was with a friend who was in the studio, uh, and he had never flown a kite before, and like, I... Was both in an extremely danky period, but also had just decided that I was going to start taking my shirt off at practice, like it was that yes. time, so I'm good, wearing yes. an obscene crop top and like my shortest shorts, and I'm teaching him how to fly a kite, and I'm just like laughing, and it's really good, and every once in a while that comes up, and like, that's it, when you're just like, yes, that's it, that's what I look like, my hair yeah. looks good, I have sunglasses on so you can't see my face. Uh yeah, it's it's just truly really, it truly really is the best when you find that. And it's like it's literally the one picture from that like like my feminine years. Uh and then I literally cut my hair trying to look as close to Matthew McConaughey as possible because I was having a gender crisis and also a relationship crisis and also I had a crash on my girlfriend from work. Uh Caitlyn if you're listening. Love you. Yeah, like I I'm having, you know, and then it's so funny because I can like picture these moments. There's another one where um, we got like drunk on a Saturday and I was trying to buy an apartment and I thought I had like found the one that was going to be the one and it didn't work out. But like that whole day I was so like, I've done it. I found it. I was like with friends. I was like flirting with a cute boy and like literally was laughing for the first time since my relationship. had ended a year before. And it's just, like, these incredibly ridiculous pictures of me because I'm, like, drunk and screaming and laughing and just, like, cheesing for the camera. And then in one of them, I'm just, like, like I don't know. I, I was sitting on the kitchen table with Jackie, and she's like, this is such a beautiful photo of you. And I was like, right? Because I don't look like I'm dying. <laughs> like, I do in every other facet of my life ever. And it's just, like, you know, I'm wearing, like, a loose-fitting button-up shirt and a trench coat, and my hair was really short then, And it was just, like, exactly what I was trying to project to the world. And it was captured by a good friend in a photo. And it, like, it is so meaningful when those moments happen because it's, like, it's such a reminder of, like... There's a picture on my fridge of me and Brooke when she came to visit me. uh, And she came to visit me once by herself when I lived in Burlington. And we, like, it was um, whatever that long weekend in September is right after school starts. Yeah. Um, And it was beautiful. And we like went to all the breweries and we hung out in a nice apartment. And like I'm wearing my favorite shirt. And like we had been out for a few hours. And like it's just so, we look so happy. But like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's how I want to think that I really like look, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There are so many places this, this, so many directions this conversation can take. I think. What's interesting is that there were so many points of our last episode where I was like, "Oh, this is presentation. Oh, and that is presentation." And it's like, it really touches everything. It really does. Because, like last time, we talked all about like the physical fact of having a body, which is so explicitly different than experiencing. Yeah, but then it's also like so many just queerness. It's just it's all like threaded through this queer needle which makes it just so interesting to talk about but i also <laughs> i'm also like did you not like but, my trevor tootie gesture for that <laughs> i would love it um like we could talk about representation here or we could do a whole episode about representation which like i think would be valid uh, do you have whole episodes worth of things to say about representation i think probably i do not okay that's we could, but like that's how I feel about like the health and food thing is like I could, but we don't have to. Yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I think like is that a mini sod? Are those two mini mini-sodes? Maybe, but I, I, I would love to have the back and forth because I really want to hear what you want to say because I'm sure I'm gonna go, Oh, oh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to lecture on it, but it, the, these are just like all the things that are kind of running through my brain. What I do want to talk about so. Related to presentation, what I think is important to talk about here is ideas of masculinity versus femininity, and something that I have a challenge with as a non-binary person is how to present in those ways without playing into stereotypes. Because, like, like we need these labels for a reason? No counter that these labels exist for a reason and we give in to them for a reason I think I feel more flexible about femininity than I do masculinity and I think that's like my trans maleness wanting to be a stereotypical average male but to me I see femininity in so many different ways that swings much more of a spectrum. And that's just my personal opinion. I hate throat clearing, but I will do it now in that I speak for myself and myself alone and no one else in the trans community or any community. Uh, these are my feelings. Uh, so just to be clear on that particular uh, front. But I, I, I feel like like being in a queer space is cool because there's more option to play In those spaces, or the gender space, in a physical, literal space. Um, Conversations for other days about how people try and police that, and... Well, that's, there's more, that's part of, like, coding or signaling for other people in the city, is, like, there are more choices. Like, I, you know, I know I was saying to you, like, I saw on Instagram one time, like, this person hashtagged, like long-haired butch and I was like nice a niche I didn't know I sometimes want to play into not all the time but sometimes when everyone else I know just reads my long hair as feminine because that's all they know I don't think they're doing it to be mean to me right it's just not a choice and I, I think hair for me is where this all started because when I was growing up I had short hair. I was always trying to cut my hair shorter. My freshman year of college, I went to a hair salon in the mall at Syracuse because like I had gotten a recommendation of this stylist was really great at cutting short hair. And she literally said to me, your hair is so beautiful. I don't want to cut it that short. And I was like, I don't want to pay you for this service. Like, she cut it at, like a, like, a chin bob. And I was like, I literally asked for boy hair. Like, I didn't know how to articulate. I was like, I want a pixie cut boy hair. And she gave me a chin bob because my hair is so beautiful. Which is true. Your hair but is also, extremely nice, but also what the fuck. But also fucking eat dog shit. Right. Like, go to fucking hell. I mean, that was also however many years ago now. So, like, all is forgiven. But in that moment, I, like was very, very angry and didn't know how to articulate it. So, like, I literally went home for the summer, like, a month later and went to a stylist the day I got home and was like... And she did the same thing. She kind of trimmed it up, took up a little length. And I was like, no, I want to not be able to grab the back of it. Like, when I say short, I don't mean short for a girl, I want it to look like a boy like however your boyfriend does his hair I would like that to be my hair also and like she literally had to do a second cut yeah because like it took her the time to like style it and be like do you like it for me to be like no No. I'm sorry but no so she literally did two whole cuts and like had to blow off another client I actually like still feel very bad about it because I was paying for it myself and didn't have enough money and it was horrible. Whatever. The whole situation was horrible and I felt bad to be in that position. And I like literally think about her every day. Her name is Bianca and I would like to find wherever she is and be like, here's a $100 tip that I owe you from 10 years ago plus interest. I'm so sorry. Right. But also thank you because you gave me the haircut that I asked you.
1: No, that's and it was so freeing. Because so like, validating.
0: One of the first times I can ever remember like being independent and like doing something that like I changed my look and I liked it was like... I think it was the summer after sixth grade, because in sixth grade, I grew my bangs out. Um, A nightmare. A nightmare. Ruined my life. Um, Yeah. But my mom, I had had the same hairdresser for, like, ever. I just have. Um, And my mom had, like, dropped me off, and I was just going to, like, get a trim or whatever, and she went to go, like, pick my brother up from peewee football practice or like whatever and like go to the bank she was like i'll be back in half an hour like hang out with kim great and i was like yes yes i'm 11 by myself yes yes i was probably 12 um (laughs) and i was like can we cut my hair short and she was like yeah like yes like live and i was like really you're not gonna call my mom like
1: what? Give children like,
0: agency. And we Woo-hoo, cut it. Pew, pew. Actually, um, honestly, comically close to that like weird mullet I had in college for a minute. But um, yeah, dude! because my hair is just—it's my hair not thick enough to look that short and be good. Unless <laughs> like some days it's really good and some days it's really bad. But I had that weird like side-ish chop bang. It would have been like 2006 and like some good. some neck-length layers. Uh, like definitely like a mom haircut, but cool. (laughs) It was good, yeah. But she let me cut my hair. My mom picked me up and was like, "Wow, oh, like, hmm," and like you know was like shocked or whatever because it was the first thing I had like done that like I let I cut my hair short because I wanted to. Like, woo! I love that. No, but even like hair is such a big deal. I miss my purple hair all the time. People treated me different. Yes, you miss my purple hair all the time fact Yes, absolute fact um, that sponsored our podcast correct uh, no I do people treated me different um, which was great it was like coding without having to try because it was just on my head I didn't have to think no. about getting dressed every day it was just like that um, coding without having was, to try there was things about that that were like really actively dangerous but also there was things about it that I miss all the time yeah Yeah, I felt that way after I shaved my head, where I knew what people were going to think and was like, how do I combat this? And I was like, I'm going to wear a lot of makeup and be like, I'm going to assert myself as a feminine figure, but still have a shaved head. I can do this. And like, probably now I could do this, now that I'm 30 years old and fucking extremely homo. Kill me again. But then I was just like wearing too much. Eyeshadow that didn't suit my skin tone. Uh, And people thought I was a lesbian. Like, literally got catcalled, not catcalled, got heckled by a guy on a stoop. Not at Heckle Stoop, though, but a different guy on a different stoop uh, who, like, started talking loudly as I walked by, like, on fucking Euclid Avenue. About how he thought it was so weird when girls shaved their heads because, like, do they have cancer or are they just lesbians? And I was literally just like, I remember Eat you like, shit. tweeting about that. <laughs> and I was literally just like walking down the street, like I was probably like going to taps or something, just self de- actively self destructing. <laughs> and it was like, whatever, you going to taps. Yeah, and like. What's interesting, what this hair conversation makes me think of is it's also, like, like passing on Zoom. That's, well, I feel really masked with my long hair and a beanie. I feel like Sean White. <laughs> it's good. Um, I like this politics podcast. They have Zoom hangouts, and they do questions from the audience. There was a guy. He asked a question. He had a Nine Inch Nails poster. He lives in Miami. So I DM'd him, obviously. 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 And I go, by Jay on these chats, obviously. Which is, like, neutral enough. And unless you're, like, scrolling through looking for someone's picture. And, like, maybe he was doing that. But I also, like, make an effort to look more masculine on these calls. Uh, And so we were DMing. And it was a lot of like, dude, bro, like, yo, that's so cool, like, man, my guy. <laughs> and I was like, am I passing right now? <laughs> Excuse me, uh, sir. I'm doing a quick survey. Just wondering, like, am I M or M or F uh, feelings? Like, like the dude could be gender gender neutral. Dude, you I like chat it like- them. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have uh my pronouns in my Zoom name, which I have for work. Um, but wanted to be like, Am I pa- am I I think I'm passing right now? I'm like I'm passing on Zoom and that's really cool. But we like I don't know, it's just so funny because I, I would like to be like online it's so much easier to assert yourself in a space. And like like we talked about in the last episode, like I'm five feet tall, like thankfully pretty flat chested so when i wear a binder it's a very successful and euphoric experience because it does exactly what i would like it to do but i also have this dump truck ass so it's like hard to find pants that fit in a loose enough way uh to fit like what i can make my torso do and like if i put on a hat like that's easy enough um but it's like you don't have to work that hard in queer spaces But when I am in straight spaces, I also like try and be the queerest person in the room. Like my first two years in New York, anytime I left the city, uh, especially because it was like for friends' weddings and stuff, I would be like, I have to look as much of a big fucking homo as possible. That's it. Especially when I go to see like, you know, like my music ed friends are like, it's nice that I don't feel like I have to perform as much. For the people I know here but sometimes mm-hmm. also I want to perform and they don't get it which is frustrating in a different way but like yes yeah, sometimes it's fun to be like wow I would like to look as absolutely trash can gay as possible um that's how I feel uh when I'm like yes gonzo I identify just as, as visibly homosexual as possible um but passing on zoom reminded me that we were talking about like phone voice, which I also have Zoom voice Uh, now. Yes. um, Because that's performative, and I often um, like I was saying before, like, I can play the game. I know that I can pass, like, super straight girl extremely well. um, Yes. Except for in ways that I notice that I can't do it, but, like, regular people probably don't. Like, when I was working at Pita Pit, like, I, and that was fun one because I had dyed my hair, too, was, like, playing games about like well if I wear this much makeup today like how much tips will I make if I wear my makeup like this and I do my hair this way I make way more money um but yeah it was great it was amazing um it doesn't happen as much anymore because I work at places that mostly serve elderly people who don't want to flirt with me um but, like, they tip me if I'm incredibly modest and polite and I am so friendly and I have good manners and what a, what a nice girl I am. And, like, that's not even the worst. You should hear my phone voice. Yeah, you should hear my phone voice. Um, but, like, it's funny, especially when I'm joking like that because now I can hear myself dropping three octaves as I go back to talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't, like, my lowest I'm talking to a cute girl, though um but it is a very comfortable my actual comfortable speaking voice um you know (laughs) we were taking phone orders and i was really stressed and like the teens i was working with used to make fun of me because i would be like hi name of the store hi name of the store hi name of the store store. how can i help you yes do you like me redacting myself on air i do uh
1: (laughs) i like self-censorship
0: I've been trying to jumpstart another podcast with a friend, uh, so when it releases, everyone you should listen to it. But uh, he is an educator, and he's like, "I don't know if I can curse," and I was like, "I'm gonna fucking curse," and then literally two minutes later, I was like, and then I said, Sh- shoot," and he was like, "You don't have to do that," and I was like, "I don't even know what happened. I didn't even think about it. I just self-censored on instinct." That's instincts. a teacher drag thing that stuck with me. It's like <laughs> very I... embarrassing. <laughs> Part of trying to be performatively tough, like especially like. I don't know, I was a freshman when we had met. I'm sure I was, like, cursing as much as I possibly could. Um, (laughs) And even still, like, I do, you know, whatever. But, like, I was teaching elementary school, and every once in a while I'll be like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. And, like, it's ridiculous. so fucking stupid. I have two two stories. One is a quick one uh, that you know, but indulge me for the audience. And the other is... uh, other good I also want to talk about fake laugh I don't know if that just comes now quickly uh yes right now go right now um no the other thing I do that's like phone voice is like I definitely have a fake laugh I have, and it goes both directions I have uh you know fake fake like "Ah," like fake laugh but I also have a fake ugly laugh um (laughs) good but my real laugh is extremely loud and like extremely ugly um, yes, and can be a bunch same. of different ways. And agree. I didn't start doing that until high, like college. I used to fake laugh only because my laugh was big and loud and ugly, and so I someone made fun of me for it in like late elementary school, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm never gonna laugh again. That's all it takes. Yeah. Um, and like that's how like if you're someone I really know and love and trust, and you really get me, like I big ugly laugh no matter where we are. Um. Yeah extremely recently I'm doing very bad right now uh and a friend of mine took me out to check on me and we had spent the day together and it was lovely to not talk about it at all and we sat down and they're finally like so how are you doing and I laughed so loud uh that like a bunch of older people in the diner we were in were startled enough to like drop their utensil because if you get me right, you get me right. No, I feel the same I yeah, I feel the same way. I've been told uh that my I've been I told to, to, to fucking laugh. That's so stupid. It is so stupid. It sucks that you had to do that and I'm sorry. I and didn't I'm, have to. I chose to. No, that's so but dumb. you did have to, is the problem. Ugh. Yeah. Uh no, I've been told enough times to be quiet that I Ooh. I mm. yeah. That's a different conversation. But no, it was the same in this this picture that I mentioned earlier where I'm like drunk and laughing and my hair is short it's like it's because I genuinely like had been told for the last three years that like like we should be quiet and we should like the two of us should be quiet and we should be like we should be just together and you know as private as possible in public and so like I would be like ha, ha, ha. very small chuckles And then I literally was like, I'm drunk and I'm horny and I'm going to laugh so loud it's going to be extremely obnoxious. And it was like literally truly the first time I had really laughed in a year. Uh, And yes, I get it. I get it. I wonder, I like right now specifically thinking if that's also like, sometimes I realize things are like gay things, queer things that I don't know they are. But like, you know, specifically when like we're out in public causing a nuisance. Mm, I do know, yeah, I do. Know. And it's a very specific, performative faggy nuisance, <laughs> like being in a craft store and trying not to talk too loudly. Yes, but also other things. Yeah. Well. Um, oh well. I wonder C'est if that's. I'm just like that. I wonder if that's a gay thing. Sometimes I find stuff out, and I'm like, huh, huh. I think it probably is. And okay. And like only other gay people I've talked to are like, yeah, yeah, yeah I have that Duh. experience and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. noted. Uh, so my quick, my two quick stories Thank are you. thusly, uh, I was in North Carolina with my brother and a friend was coming to meet us for dinner and I called in the order. I don't know. Okay. it All right. So I called in the order and gave a name that is a very masculine name it is a very stereotypical masculine name it's in the goddamn bible we get it so I call in I use this name because he's supposed to go pick up the food we go pick up the food the two of us together and we are waiting for our order and they're like oh no we don't have anything for that name and it literally like took a series of awkward exchanges where they were like do you mean Deborah?" and I was like you fucking motherfuckers and of course, my trans panic kicks in, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And I was like, yes, Deborah, this voice is Deborah, because it couldn't possibly be anything else. And like, yes, it's loud. It's a restaurant. But still, it was just this moment where I was like my name couldn't possibly be that <laughs> because of how my voice sounds and it just like oh it just whatever do you think names count as presentation? I do Um, I can't decide whether I want to dig into that now or not tell your other story so my second story is that I was at a bar drinking alone as you do was it Taps? And it wasn't Taps no it was in New York Um, It was after we had gotten back from Kentucky and I was just drinking Manhattan as much as possible. So it was like literally a Tuesday night and I was at this bar and the bartender uh, had a friend come and sit who was a trans guy who was dating one of the waitresses who was a trans woman and we were all sitting kind of close enough at the end of the bar where I was like sort of chuckling at the jokes and like Wasn't a part of the conversation, but would be like sort of like like enough gesturing where I was not actively engaged, but was like, yeah, at least they knew that I was sitting there and like listening to what they were talking about. So as I'm kind of getting up to leave, the guy sitting at the bar was like, hey, I like your trench coat. And I was like, oh, thanks. So we ended up talking for a couple minutes and I literally was like drunk and nervous and was like, I'm going to make a friend. Like I'm a trans person who needs trans friends. And he thought I was hitting on him. Uh, because I kept being like, I don't know. I, like, whatever I would say, like, oh, like, do you live around here? Do you hang out here often? Like, what else do you like to do? Like, let's be friends kind of questions. And he kept being like, oh, well, my girlfriend works here. And I was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. And I was like, I was like, do you, Because like, I don't want to, like, ask for a number because there was already, like, Weird vibes. So I was like, oh, like maybe I could follow you on Instagram or like. And the reason why I was asking, because the conversation was actually very thoughtful, because he is a teacher and had a student with visual impairments who was like, like Mr. River, you sound like a girl. <laughs> like, uh what am I? You know. And so River had to be like, well, like voices can sound like a lot of things, and like how you sound doesn't mean so it's <laughs> like poor man had to have this conversation with like an eight-year-old blind student about voices and voice timbers and voice sounds and I was like I'm also a queer educator we we're just having this really nice conversation conversation and I wanted to be friends uh and their Instagram uh was private and he didn't let me follow and it was just like so sad because I thought I made a friend and I didn't RIP and that's my story about voices I would love to circle back to that when we talk about queerness at work also mm-hmm. um, because I have a lot of feelings about it. Yes. Um but it's also I absolutely and that's part of the signaling thing again, but like when you meet someone and you can't just be like I'm gay and you're gay, why can't we be friends? Yeah. And this is like why I wear a, like I wear a bisexual pin. And I wear my they-them pin and I'm just I like, please, with that please pay wanna, attention to me. I would like to flag only to <laughs> other queers I want to be friends with because I don't want anyone else to know because it's literally no one's business, but also I want everyone to know. Yeah. I wish I had queer friends. Word. And I say that like the majority of my friends are queer, but also like... Yeah, also like your friends who've listened to this, at me, be my friend. <laughs> yes. Big agree. Uh, Yeah, I. You guys are. You guys can all run off being pinko, commie faggots together, and I'll just direct at. I will just sit here. I will just sit here, funding our expeditions, and you you all can go. Do what you need to do. (laughs) You're just all gonna leave me behind. That's why I refuse to let you guys all be friends. (laughs) Because once you once you're all friends, that there won't be any need for me to be around. Shut up. Uh, I, I can't decide if I want to dig into names or not. I would go I would go for names. You want to do it? Let's I'll do it. I'll ask the question again. Um, what did I say? Uh, okay. I'm going to drink some water, and then we're going to ask. That's okay. fun. I'm ready. My name sends me to outer space. Cool. We have to think of a new one. Uh-uh. No. Not outer space It's the perfect metaphor. No, a new name. Ding-dong. That's the thing. I don't want a new name. I just don't like mine. (laughs) All right. Say more. We will. So, do you think names count as presentation? I do. meeting like this at the end of these episodes thank you let match for the love and support in particular mary helen for our episode promos thank you leah for our logo and posting art thank you zach for our theme music and thank you to our lovely listeners for being here we'll see you in two weeks